concepts point, but are never entirely accurate. They miss uniqueness, concreteness. The concept is universal. For example, if I say that a human is an animal, that'd be correct from a scientific point of view. But humans are more than animals. To know a real human person, I've got to see for myself, to experience for myself, to intuit for myself. The individual cannot be conceptualized. A person is beyond the thinking mind. The concept always misses or omits something important, something that is only found in reality, which is concrete uniqueness. You know, if you don't look at things through your concepts, you'll never be bored. Because every single thing is unique. Every robin is unlike every other robin, despite their similarities. Now, it's nice to have similarities so we can abstract, so that we can have a concept. It's a great help from the point of view of communication, education, and science. But it's also very misleading and a hindrance to seeing this concrete individual. If all you experience is your concept, you're not experiencing reality, because reality is concrete. The concept is a help. It helps to lead you to reality, but when you get there, you've got to experience it directly. Now, a second quality of a concept is that it's static, where reality is in flux. There's the word river, but the water is constantly flowing. You've got one word for your body, but the cells in your body are constantly being renewed. If there's a hurricane blowing outside, and I want you to get the feel of what it's like, and I trap some wind in a jar, is that a hurricane? No, it's been captured. Or if I want you to get the feel of the flow of a river, so I'll bring you some in a bucket. The moment I put it into a bucket, it stopped flowing. The moment you put things into a concept, they stop flowing. They become static and dead. A frozen wave is not a wave. A wave is essentially movement, action. When you freeze it, it's not a wave. Concepts are always frozen. Reality flows. Reality is whole, but words and concepts fragment reality. That's why it's so difficult to translate from one language to another. Because each language cuts up reality differently. Every language has untranslatable words and expressions because we're cutting up reality and adding something or subtracting something and usage keeps on changing. Reality is a whole and we cut it up to make concepts and we use words to indicate different parts. Ideas actually fragment the vision, intuition, or experience of reality as a whole. Words cannot give you reality. They only point. They only indicate. You use them as pointers to get to reality. But once you get there, your concepts are useless. The final barrier to God is the word God, the concept of God. The ass that you use to ride to a house is not the means by which you enter the house. 
You use the concept to get there. Then you dismount. Then you go beyond it. You don't need to be a mystic to understand that reality is something that cannot be captured by words or concepts. To know reality, you have to know beyond knowing. There's no word for reality. Because as soon as I put a word to it, we're back to concepts again. And if I cannot express this reality that is visible to my senses, I just want to express what cannot be seen by the eye or heard by the ear. I just want to find a word for the reality of God. Are you beginning to understand that God's mystery is unintelligible to the human mind? God is and has always been absolute mystery. I do not understand what God is. No one can. We have intimations, inklings. We make inadequate attempts to put mystery into words. But there's no word for it. No sentence for it. God is unexplainable mystery. One does not know. You can only say, aha. Words are pointers. They're not descriptions. People fall into idolatry because they think that where God is concerned, the word is the thing. The word is not the thing. These are the most dangerous idol worshippers. They use a very subtle substance, the mind, to produce their God. Awareness means to watch, to observe what is going on within you and around you. Trees, grass, flowers, animals, rocks, all of reality is moving. Observe it, watch it. It's essential to observe, not just yourself, but to watch all of reality. Are you imprisoned by your concepts? Do you want to break out of your prison? Then look, observe. Spend hours observing. Watching what? Anything. The faces of people, the shapes of trees, a bird in flight, a pile of rocks. Watch the grass grow. Get in touch with things. Look at them. Hopefully, you will then break out of your rigid patterns you've developed. Break out of what your thoughts and your words have imposed on you. Hopefully, we'll see the thing that we choose to call reality. Whatever is beyond words and concepts. This is a spiritual exercise for breaking out of your cage, out of the imprisonment of your concepts and words. How sad if we pass through life and never see it with the eyes of a child. This doesn't mean you should drop your concepts totally. They're very important. Though we begin without them, concepts have a very positive function. Thanks to them, we develop our intelligence. We're invited not to become children, but to become like children. We do have to fall from a stage of innocence and be thrown out of paradise. We do have to develop an I and a me through these concepts. But then we need to return to paradise. We need to be redeemed again. We need to put off the old man, the old nature, the conditioned self, and return to the state of the child without being a child. 
When we start off in life, we look at reality with wonder. But it isn't the intelligent wonder of the mystics. It's the formless wonder of the child. Then wonder dies and is replaced by boredom as we develop language and words and concepts. Then hopefully, if we're lucky, we will return to wonder once again. Thank you.